GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand. Hello, thanks for listening to the Gibraltar Today podcast. I'm Jonathan Scott. How can young people make the most of opportunities in the finance sector? Financial services businesses account for 20% of Gibraltar's economy, 13% of jobs. So there should be some good opportunities there, and the Minister for Finance, Nigel Feetham, is hoping to empower young people by connecting entrepreneurs, business owners and students in an exchange of ideas. We speak to Marta Capurro, Elsa Parodi, Jared Vasallo and James Barton. Ahead of the Gibraltar Amateur Basketball Association's Diamond Jubilee, we speak to its president, John Gonsalves, who has some news for us following a FIBA Europe conference. And did you watch Viewpoint? The GBC programme gave us an interesting insight into the Gibraltar Football Association 10 years after it joined the European footballing family UEFA. Told from the GFA perspective, it's prompted some conversations. We speak to Robin Shepherd Capurro. But first, when was the last time that you used a telephone box? The regulatory authorities carrying out a public consultation to look at whether these are still in use and if the number of them should be reduced or specifically if the number of payphones should be reduced. The consultation is also about whether perhaps they should be removed entirely from some places. Our reporter Shalina Asimov has been working on the story. I think it's a really interesting one. Um, so the regulatory authority has been carrying out this consultation. Uh, next week is the last week of it. So it was important to get this out there so people could still voice their opinions. Because like you say, I think um, although most people may not use them anymore as a telephone, they would be a little bit disappointed to see them go entirely. <clears throat> The issue at the moment... For for reasons of, like, nostalgia and they've always been there. It's a symbol of um, our links to Britain. It's a part of our heritage. People do feel a little bit proud about them. You see a lot of um, non-British tourists stopping to take photographs with them because, let's say, that they've come from Spain. Mm -hmm. It's something which they haven't seen if they've driven across the whole of Europe. They, they won't have seen a single red telephone booth like the ones that they see in Gibraltar. Absolutely. And whilst we were in town yesterday, um, I think within 30 minutes of us hanging around casemates, we must have seen at least six or seven different groups of people stop and take that photo. So you can only imagine what a day over there is like. Um, and it's, it's exactly that. Um, unfortunately, they, they do get vandalised and they do require some maintenance. And at the moment, Jib Telecom, because it's a telephone, phone box is responsible for for their upkeep and this regulatory authority survey will essentially decide if that should still be the case at the moment jib telecom are obliged to do this there are nine telephone boxes around gibraltar and they have to deal with them when they're vandalized when they need cleaning if something's happened to their actual phone itself um this could change that. It might remove their obligation if it's decided it's no longer the case that they should be obliged to do this. Um, but it's worth pointing out that, yeah, the boxes, which is what people seem to be primarily interested in, 
could remain perhaps under a different um, body uh, maintaining it? Uh, I mean, we've seen I'm examples not, not, of libraries and things like that before. Uh, just one idea. I'm not suggesting that it definitely has to be this way, but but if it is principally like a backdrop for photographs, then maybe it might be more appropriate for it to be maintained by uh, the tourist uh, tourist board. Possibly, and mm. that's actually one of the bodies that have been consulted uh, in this survey. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what the outcome is. I think everyone, as we've discussed would be sad to see them go but perhaps they won't be jib telecom's responsibility anymore so, uh, ma- so maybe people, as you though. say so maybe the the phone um the actual phones are not there anymore but maybe the the backdrop remains or yes exactly yeah. so um I guess you could take out the phone, but keep the box. Might We've be, seen might examples. Be a bit odd, no? Well, in the UK, these, for example, you do see um, these converted into like libraries where they're stacked with books. I think there's actually one in the John Macintosh Hall at the moment, which they're using for that. That's a nice idea. Um, so there are different uses. Um, I think I saw a story earlier today about using them for um, defibrillator storage. There are all nice. sorts of new uh, uses to keep sure. that sort of backdrop without maintaining the phone. Um, Let's hear what people in town had to say about it, though. 1977, so... <laughs> Maybe, yes. I can't remember, years and years ago. To post on social media. Can't remember. Could have them for photos, people like it, but never used one. Before having a mobile phone, using one after school to call my mum, probably. How would you feel if we didn't have them in Gibraltar? No, I think we'd be sad about it because we love yeah, having... I think, I think it's like we'll, in, Yeah, exactly. It's and in Gibraltar we're really a lot about that, so... Yeah. We like yeah. history, yeah. We're, we're quite traditional in that sense. It's yes. symbolic. Like she said, uh, the tourists always taking pictures. So yeah. it's part of our culture. It I mean, is. <laughs> yes, it, is. it is. It shows the Britishness of our our place, of course, we are British and we are Gibraltarian, but it's also a tourist attraction as well. It's worth keeping them for, for that, perhaps, but, but yeah, I guess it's an um, issue of cost um, and it's, it's a shame to see them vandalised. I like walking past phone boxes every day and it feels like they've always been there, so I would like them to always be there. The amount of people that you see photograph themselves at the one in the casemates mm. tells you that you don't want to lose them. I think instead of taking away, you can take away the phone and use them as libraries. Ah, a library suggestion, as, as Shalina said. Claim it. Uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so, okay, so we're talking, if you've just joined us, we're talking about telephone boxes, the regulatory authorities carrying out a public consultation. Uh, do you use them? What do you think should happen to them? We're on 200 66 200. You can call us or you can send us a WhatsApp message. But if you're going to call us, call us from a phone booth. That would really oh, make my day. That would be, be so, so cool, cool <laughs> if you have any spare change, because nowadays that's the other thing. Does anybody carry around any change to use them? Well, I picked one up the other day when I was doing a piece to camera inside and I think there was an option for card. Oh really? Yes, uh, I mean yeah, I, I, I just haven't used them, one but... <laughs> in years so I would not know. I haven't uh, changed in my pocket for about five years. Ro- Robin Shepard Kapoor has joined us in the studio. He's about to do the sport but but he said oh I've never used one. And I'm, what? You've never, u- you've never used never, a ever. phone booth? I don't, I don't think I've... I used one and you're older than me. I know but I don't think I've ever I seriously don't think I've ever used one but that said like I always smile when I see a group of tourists having their photos taken in it and it kind of reminds me that actually these are quite odd. Uh, so if they do go, I'd be I'd be sad to see them go. As for its use... <laughs> so 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 it's it's a piece of real estate it's 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 attractive it's red you know it, it's sort of british yeah. it's emblematic but they're not functional um phone booths really you know is 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 the general sense well, that they're they not do being function used in that you Sorry, can use uh, them yes. but yeah yes. they're not being used so they 
as part of this consultation, they checked if, you know, any emergency calls or anything of that nature were being, um, you know, t called from these booths and um, barely any, I think, one in one of the phone booths, but that's it. So it just shows, you know, even in emergencies, people, I guess, you know, there's always someone around well, that might have a phone instead. Yeah, so, so when was the last time I used one? I can't remember specifically, but I'm pretty sure it was shortly after I, or, or, or more or less when I started using a mobile phone, which would be about 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. So so probably I haven't used one for 20 years. Yeah, I do remember, like, when I was very young. I haven't used one for the purpose of phoning someone. Yes. I used one three weeks ago for taking a photograph of my Did son you? in because he was walking Even back from football and, and, and he was like, <laughs> yeah, he saw I somebody else doing it. Until last night's report, how how vandalised they've yes, become, you know? that's a really important point in all of this. So, yes, they're, they're nice to take photos outside of, but if they don't look good anymore no, because exactly. they're not being taken care of, then yeah. just, is it still nice to take a photo in front of them? Like, you, you, you don't yeah. want to stop and take a photo in one if, it's, if it reeks of we. Well, yeah, one, uh, that was one of the issues Jib Telecom mentioned, you know, uh, p cracked glass, uh, stickers everywhere, being used as toilets. So... There's a question of maintenance as well. If it's, yeah. if it's going to be a tourist attraction, it has to be attractive, I suppose. Sure. And then whose job is it to, to do that? Derek has been in touch. Thanks for um, sending a message. Derek, he says, I think they should be kept because they form part of our Britishness and uh, and form part of our heritage. Yeah. And that's kind of the general yeah, vibe. Yeah, I think that's you know? the general sentiment. I think everyone would be sad to see the boxes go. As for the phones inside them, perhaps they're less bothered. Um, but as Robin mentioned, the issue of vandalism is also there. And, and, and yeah, and then the maintenance. You know, if, mm -hmm. they're not, if people are going to misuse them, whose responsibility is it to maintain them if they're not really working as they work but they're yeah. not being used as yes. as phone booths absolutely uh, interesting one but a gibraltar without phone booths i can't a imagine a wide referendum surely, surely I not, no? <laughs> <laughs> robin has called it uh shalina thank you and uh, and just before we let you go um if somebody wants to feedback to the gra consultation how can they do that yes they certainly can do that the jury is really um keen to get as many responses as they can um so you can find the consultation on our website or on the jury's website and you can email them on communications at gra.gi. All right, Robin, thank you. And uh, I can't let you go after an interesting Viewpoint programme last night, which gave us an insight into the Gibraltar Football Association 10 years after it joined UEFA, told principally from their perspective. Uh, it has prompted some conversations. Did you watch it? What's your take? I caught most of it. The kids were sort of in and out of sleep, unfortunately, so that disrupted it slightly. But I did catch most of it. Um, it was an hour and a half special. I felt like it could have done with another half hour. It was one of them. That's good. Left you wanting more. Yeah, huh? yeah. La verdad que sí. And um, I thought it was really sort of refreshing to hear Ivan Rova, General Secretary, so honest about his shortcomings and, you know, the fact that we are all human at the end of the day. I thought that was interesting. Don't the put the blame on me. The, pro the process of amateur to pro. Not Sorry, just... that, I was just uh, in a silly Friday mood. And when you said <laughs> we're all only human, after all, I, I immediately thought of Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker, Walker of yeah, course. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, the process of amateur to pro, not just for the players, but for for those upstairs, the committee. Claro. Um, the you see, it's a big, it's a big jump up, and, of course. And, and John Gonzalez has just joined us in the studio, and 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 we can continue the conversation in just a moment. But but it, it's serious business, and uh, and and you, you you don't get there overnight. And nice to hear as well from GFA President Michael Yamas, who, because he's he's in an advisory role as opposed to sort of 
feet on the ground, it means that we hardly ever get to hear from him. But So that was refreshing too. We've been talking about uh, one uh, large sports association, the Football Association, but we're going to talk about another now uh, because the Gibraltar Amateur Basketball Association will be celebrating its Diamond Jubilee. And we're going to talk now to John Gonsalves, who's the president of that association, but also the vice president of FIBA Europe. Great to have you here, John. Uh, how are you and, and how is basketball on the rock doing? I'm fine, thank you, but just let me start by correcting that I am not anymore the vice president of FIBA Europe. You've just... Uh, I was given a different charge now. I am the president of uh, its major management committee, which distributes funds, uh, and the new president felt that I could do a much better job there than a vice presidency, which is basically um, a ceremonial post. So, oh, um, so congratulations I'm, are in order then. Thank you. So, so what, what's uh, tell us a little bit more? You, you, you sort of uh, you stay within the FIBA Europe family, but but you oh, wear absolutely. a different hat. Yes, I, I continue. I was re-elected to the board for another four years in May, uh, along with a new board, and um, this is a, a new committee which has been formed to um, make sure that the funds available to FIBA, because FIBA is a, a non-profit organization, so it has to distribute the funds that it gets, and. Um, I questioned my choice as president because I've never been involved in anything finance-wise. Right. And that's exactly what the president said. I want, I've got all financiers in there, but I want the president to be somebody who can think outside the box. Understands basketball, understands... Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a new challenge for an old guy, but... Uh, young at uh, heart. Young at heart, uh, if not in limbs. <laughs> anyway... Um, Thank you for having me here, Jonathan. And, uh, How exciting, John. I wanted to, to say that we're talking about the board and um, we've been honoured uh, by FIBA Europe in that they've selected Gibraltar to hold the next board meeting. Uh, now, if that doesn't mean a lot to anyone, I'll just very briefly explain. Uh, FIBA Europe is the regional, the, the, the continental member of FIBA World. Uh, it's, um, um, it's ruled, it's managed by a board and uh, this board is made up of uh, a lot of people. It's 23 members plus the president and the treasurer, and it meets twice a year. Um, okay. And this is the, the, the first meeting of 2024, and uh, it's not the first time it's going to be held in Gibraltar. We held it in 2006, but this one will have uh, not only the members of the board presided by the new president, who is a, a well-known ex-NBA player, Jorge Garbajosa, from Spain, uh, but the president of the world, who is also new, Sheikh uh, Saud Al-Tani, and Al-Tani may ring a bell because that's one of the people wanting to buy Manchester United. Oh, wow. He's the new president of FIBA World. Not, it, it's his family, not yes, him. Yes, the, the, sure. And the secretary general of FIBA World. And the secretary general of FIBA World is the top guy in the world of basketball. Full Amazing. Stop. And they'll all be here. They'll all be here in March. And that's significant because it shows the, the mature sort of status of the Gibraltar Amateur Basketball Association within the, 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 the world governing bodies. Absolutely. It acknowledges that uh, we're not just there for the, for the ride. Um, it will give us a fantastic opportunity of showing off our facilities and showing off what we are doing to develop the game at, at youth level. And like I said, these are the top people in, in the world of basketball, and they're the people who, who, who decide on, on uh, how basketball goes ahead. Um, and uh, on top of that, to celebrate our, our Diamond Jubilee, they've also uh, assigned 
the hosting of the under 16 women division C um, nice. for July. So, Excellent. And we're going to have it, it's supposed to be a small countries, but the small countries that are coming have among them Azerbaijan, oh, massive basketball, Armenia, Georgia, country, no? all those. And we're going to have something which is out of the ordinary, in which we will have a game between Azerbaijan and Armenia, and they are politically very significant. No? Yeah, they they don't play each other other than on neutral ground, and uh, that will be uh, that will hit the world news. Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. So that's an under sixteen tournament in July. In it'll, July. it'll mean sort of uh, it's good for business locally, no hotels, yeah, it'll be catering. Eight, eight, eight teams here. Uh, yeah, it's like the the board meeting will be excellent for business because they'll all be staying at the at the Sandborn at no expense to us. And um, no I showed, expense to Gabba, paid for by FIBA. Uh, by FIBA, yeah. yeah. And um, I showed them a clip of Gibraltar and a clip of the Sandborn at the last board meeting. To, to, to clinch the, the deal mm-hmm. and uh, they are, a lot of them are now bringing their their wives and and their family and that's great staying here that's so, great so so they, they like the look of it and they thought why not make a, a, a mini holiday uh, events, of it attached to the business led tourism and if if I have time something that you were present at by coincidence um, the, the, the shoes Mateo who runs a camp what a guy year. what a what a lovely guy no and he he's so down to earth. I mean, exactly. for somebody who doesn't know him, he he he's a big shot. He's a really big shot. He's the head is sh- the head coach of Real Madrid, who are the champions of Europe. Yeah, and he loves us, and so um, because of what he's done for us in the last six seven years, uh, the annual assembly uh, a month ago elected him to be a honorary life member of GABA, and you cannot imagine how chuffed he is, how proud he is to yeah. to get that, and so are we, you know. Uh, when you said about the large association, yeah. please don't forget that basketball is the second largest international Claro, body right after football, no? After football, we 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 are the next. Well, I mean, you 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 just need to flick through uh, international sports channels to know, no? They're, they're, yes. they're showing the Premier League, and then they're showing NBA, and yes. the, you know, basketball yeah. is yeah. is a is a big is big business as well as 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 anything else. No? I mean, the World Cup that was played a couple of months ago in in, in the Far East. The, the opening game in Manila, in the Philippines, uh, was a, a record for an international game because it was played in a place which holds 57,000 spectators. Oof. 57. Ambientazo. I don't think you can see a lot if you're at the back row. <laughs> but you can feel it. Yeah. <laughs> you can feel it and then you know that you've been part of something special. Right. No? Right. Uh, exciting times. John, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, in, in just a few words then, given that you mentioned youth basketball and, and having had personal experience of it and, and uh, with, my, with my children, why should people consider it as, as, a, as a sport? Because we value the, not just the teaching the, the kids to play a sport, but values. Um, we are not there to win games. We are there to provide children with the ability to not only become basketball players, but become better citizens. On Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television, Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. According to the Chief Minister's budget speech, financial services account for 20% financial services uh, firms account for 20% of Gibraltar's economy and 13% of employment. So uh, there is money in it and there should be good opportunities for young people. And the Minister for Finance, Nigel Feetham, wants to empower and help talented 
young people. Uh, he hosted a first Connect Hub event, which brought together young entrepreneurs, business owners and students uh, in an exchange of ideas. And it's a conversation that we're going to continue now. Uh, good afternoon to Elsa Barodi, to Marta Capurro, to Jared Vasallo and to James Barton. Thank you so much to you all for, for joining us here. Um, so let's start uh, as as a as a young person, uh, Marta. Uh, what's your take? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your take on uh, on the finance sector? You, you work in it, right? Tell us a little bit about it. I am currently the manager at AMC Credit, and I'll be completely honest. When I first started working there, I didn't really have a full understanding of what it fully entailed. Um, obviously, it began with because obviously in AMC Credit we have different services. We have we give out loans. We do um, vehicle leasing, we do vehicle finance, business finance, and subscription. So it was kind of like, okay, where do I start? I kind of was like at the front lines in regards to like understanding how all these services worked. And I did notice from the very beginning that I was a young person coming into it. A lot of people, I don't think a lot of people kind of aspire, so to speak, as going into the financial services or, or, to, or into the gambling sector. I do believe that especially in, this, in these days, that a lot of people, they aspire to, I want to be an entrepreneur, I want to open up my own business. And there wasn't really anywhere to start in that. And especially with, with me and AMC Credit, it was kind of hard to find young talent that actually understood what the role entailed to actually understand, okay, like I have this, because you can go into, you go into finance, you come into AMC Credit, but there's many functions that are involved. And so we wanted to find a route, like a route, well, sorry, what's the word? A, a well-rounded. Oh, right, yeah, sure. A well-rounded individual that had at least some sort of understanding. But I don't think there was but, anything that tailored towards the younger generation or people coming up. Um, so I'm really happy with what Mr. Feetum is doing at the current moment in regards to opening up the conversations to so many different generations into obviously people of all ages, people of, of all different backgrounds, to get into contact with him, to make to make the situation understood as to, okay, what barriers are there? How can we help them? How can we motivate people? How can we direct them? And just starting from there and having a conversation and opening it up, I think that's just a fantastic start. And so I'm really, I'm really looking forward to the future. I'm looking to see what uh, possibly other people, other young people coming into the financial services, what they can bring. And obviously for AMC Credit as well, that if anyone with good talent wants to come in, again, I'm fully open. Yeah, <laughs> well, idea, right? uh, so there's two things. So, yeah. you, you, well, there's a few things that you've said yeah. there, but uh, um, that, that, that uh, I think are interesting. Firstly, that, that you know, you're, you're doing well at, at a financial services company now, yeah. but you, you started your job without really knowing too much about what the industry was about and, and See, yeah. what opportunities there were there. Uh, but that, that's, that's fairly normal, I would think. No, I mean, I, I think back to, to, you know, when I was in my early 20s. Yeah. Uh, you guys are in your, uh, you know, in your early 20s. Uh, and uh, well, apart from Elsa, but we'll, we'll speak to you in a moment, Elsa. Uh, and and I, I remember back then, uh, you know, the world of work was quite, I knew what it was meant to be like on paper. Yeah. But it was, it was quite sort of, you know, I didn't really understand it. No, I mean, you, you yeah. kind of, it, 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 it does take a while no, to sort of... No, of course, it does take a while when you start in a company or you start into a new entry role, or, you know, to to understand, okay, like this is a training period, you kind of understand the basics and then obviously you want to push forward. What I'm, what I'm referring to is that I think that we have a young generation that is hungry, that wants to learn, wants 
to see, okay, right. where can I learn from? There's many voices speaking to them, telling them very a lot of different things. How to, you know what I mean? What do they want to do with their life? Um, what do they believe, etc. Yes. So I think people are open to, to learning people, for young people to be like, okay, I want to kind of understand how this works, how that works, so that I can tailor my, for my, for example, my GCSEs, my A levels towards that. Yeah. And then okay. So that, that's a really key point, I think, isn't it? Exactly. And so, like I said, I'm hopeful for the future. I'm really excited for what Mr. Feetum is doing at the mo- at the moment, and um, and that hopefully that people or the younger generation at the current moment that they they take it on. Okay, well, let, let's swing the microphone round to, to, to Elsa. <laughs> uh, g- good afternoon, Elsa. So, good thank you. you. You've um, you, you've taken a quick break from school to, to be here yes. with us. Uh, thank you for doing so. Um, what, what have these initiatives meant for you, uh, Connect Hub? And, and we'll talk a little bit about future finance Gibraltar as well. But how, how do you see the uh, finance industry, and, and, and why is it interesting? I think the Connect Hub it's important since Nigel Minister Nigel Fiatam has wanted to engage with the youth and I think it offers our generation job opportunities within the financial services and gaming sectors. And for example, if people who aren't willing to go to university still have the opportunity in Gibraltar to start a career here in Gibraltar with either banking, accounting, insurance companies, or through, again, gaming sectors. Yeah, and um, so you're at an age where you're thinking about what might come next. Yeah, of and, course. And, and you're taking decisions, and, yeah. and I think, when I think back again to, to sort of uh, when I was taking my, my you know decisions as to what do I do for A-level, what do I do for, uh, you know, at university, um, I, I did think that it was going to sort of narrow what options I had in the future. Yeah. And I think it narrows it less, but but still, no, like, like I think that nowadays, yeah. you know, um, y- you might be, you, 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 there are some skills which are specialist, but, but you know, you, the, the decisions that you take when you're 15, 16, 17, 18 won't necessarily close as many doors as I think sometimes we, we fear. Yeah, like um, when I first started, I didn't know what went behind all of this. And I think it's really important what they've started because it's been... How do you say it? Um, they've been like informing about mm-hmm. my generation and the mm-hmm. youth about what the what else there is to offer in Gibraltar with jobs wise, and I think it's really important that our generation understand this. Okay, well, let's bring in Jared and James who have started their own company. We 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 talked to you uh, a few weeks ago about that, um, but but as employers, if you like, um, as people who uh, are now sort of you know with with a digital business, which which really um, I think young people are particularly um, well equipped to uh, to be skilled for because you know you, they, they they've grown up with technology and they have an advantage. What, what, what's your take on this initiative and, and its importance? Well, I think one of the main conclusions that came out of this session, because there were a lot of different things discussed, was that when these large companies are trying to communicate with younger people, there is a barrier in terms of how they do this communication. So in this session, there were a lot of younger people like Elsa and many other people under the age of 16. And when... Nigel Featham was asking these younger people, have you heard about job opportunities in Entain or any of these other big gaming firms? They said no. Mm. And then the attendees from Entain were saying, look, we advertise really heavily. 
So there's evidently some kind of barrier where despite the efforts of these big employers, it's not reaching the younger people who could be contributing towards this. And the conclusion, I mean, the reason Nigel is doing this is because he wants local talent in these businesses. And like you said, there is a lot of local digital talent, but there is a communicative barrier that it isn't reaching these people. And that is one of the key things that they're trying to address. And how easy has it been for you guys? I mean, you, you, you've got specialist skills no? in, in sort of in what you're doing uh, and how easy, if you wanted to expand your digital business, how easy would it be to find people with the appropriate skill set, do you, do you think? So I, I, I believe with the youth nowadays, um, I mean, we're, James and I are always trying to collaborate with different people. Um, to name a few, we've got uh, Anna Victory, we've been working alongside in, in regards to filming. Um, we're also working alongside some employees um, from different companies. Um, Mo, uh, his surname mm. evades me right now. Um, but yes, to, we are, we're always kind of looking for talent. Now, if there was a way to connect everything, by a hub of sorts. <laughs> Thankfully, Nigel's, like, Nigel's the guy. <laughs> and I, I feel like this is a way to, you know, cut the middleman, you know, stop the, the initial initiative of sending that message you know, to that person. Hey, do you want to you know, collaborate on something? The Connect Hub allows us to actually connect with not only each other, but with um, the sectors in order to cut the barriers yeah. that initially blockades a company from starting. You know, I mean, James and I had a few... Uh, uh, mishaps when we, when we were starting up, not mishaps, but just troubles, which mm-hmm. we're able to evade uh, eventually, thanks to the connective. Yeah. So there are, like we said last time, there are barriers when you start a business, things you need to learn. But I think the reason that Nigel likes speaking to us and working so closely with us is we are younger, we have a very big social media presence, and a lot of our followers are in the younger generations that he's trying to tackle. So in our posts, we've started to understand the kind of thing that gauges interest, the kind of thing that keeps people engaged to watch this content. And with this knowledge, we're passing it on to him so he can utilize this in his own interactions with younger people. All right. And um, I I did speak to Nigel Feetham, um, uh, exchange messages with him earlier today, just to understand uh, Connect Hub and how it relates to future finance, Gibraltar. And he said uh, Connect Hub is a dedicated unit within the Ministry for Trade and Industry by which people connect. So we're talking about job seekers, young people who are trying to find out more uh, about the industry, about finance, uh, and also employers. Um, You've mentioned a few in in gaming and and in finance uh, so that they can interact um, and and they can do so through that, um, uh, you know, government department. Uh, And uh, there are several... Uh, policy initiatives that we'll hear more about in the coming months. Future finance is one of those. Uh, One of the key aspects of what uh, Mr. Feetham is trying to do is to connect with younger people about career prospects within the financial sectors. He calls it to engage, communicate and educate. And uh, and we're here today talking about this because there was an event two weeks ago um, and uh, then there are more events planned for the coming months. So um, let's give you guys a a chance to, to pitch it to somebody uh, who perhaps is listening to this and thinking um, should I go along, should, should I find out more, w- why do you think they should Marta? I think they should go along and try it out just because if, if a product has been made available to you and especially because you have a minister which is so open to the younger generation that wants to know what they're thinking, wants to know 
Okay, how do we, so to speak, how do we guide them in certain areas? How do we inform them? And like when we had the meeting a couple of, well, no, I think it was like two weeks ago. Two yeah, weeks two ago. weeks ago, I think. Yeah. Probably two weeks ago. Time flies. I think the one of the things that I was really like honing in on, always honing in on, was that it's important who's speaking to you and what they're saying. Okay, and I think that, like I'll reiterate what I said before, is that people have so many people talking to them online, in person, so many opinions and so many different things. So, And it's very easy to get lost yeah, in all the mess. Sure. So when you have a minister come out and say, look, I'm open, I'm open to speak, I'm open to hear you and say, how do we go along? Like, how do we push? How do we help you? So it's important, obviously, for youngsters to be open to that opportunity, but also for people... In the older generation, make sure that teachers, teachers in school mm. are talking about it, are giving a good impression to the young, to young, um, younger generation and saying, look, try this out, maybe do some sort of, I don't know, some sort of and, and I suppose, trial or yeah. article in school, you know what I mean? Th- there are no wrong see. answers, you know, because you're looking to understand the young people's perspectives. And, and Exactly, there's no such thing as a stupid question, you know what I mean? So just be open and, and like I said, of course... It's important, as I, we were talking about this again in the meeting as well, is that, of course, it's important for young people to have the incentive to go out and to try things. Of course, you need that own, like, that personal uh, motivation to do that. But also, at the end of the day, it's important for the older generation, like I said, like the teachers, for parents, for to be informed, you know what I mean? Oh, sorry, to be, to be informed and then lay that information, relay that information to their kids or to, to understand this is important, this is a big opportunity, make the most of it and try it out. So, great. that's my, that's my piece. That's so your take, far. yeah, yeah. That's my take. Um, Elsa, let's ask you for, for yours. What, uh, what would your sort of um, takeaway be? Well, I think the meeting, it was something very informative for especially my generation because some people, like again, I said before, I wasn't exactly informed of or educated of what goes on in Gibraltar like there isn't a need to go to university for these jobs in the private sectors and there's different opportunities that you can take from different what, routes yeah, to different get there routes what Nigel Fitam is trying to um, engage with the youth so yeah I would think it was very educational informative and overall a positive intake on Super. All right. And in one line or two, James, uh, can we ask you and Jared for, for your closing thoughts? Yeah, um, an extremely helpful initiative that, from my perspective as a business owner, has benefited me already. So anyone who's starting a business will benefit from joining the Connect Hub or speaking to the Connect Hub. All right, Jared, last word. I believe that if the ability to go into the in, in, to make connections and acquire mentorship which is i think uh, anybody who's trying to stick it out on their own which is a bit, you know a common a common way of thinking um, the connect hub is able to connect to you with these said mentors i know that nigel gave james and i a mentor and we're we're very glad that happened thank you thanks for listening to those highlights from gibraltar today i'm kelly m borge the show's producer We're live on Radio Gibraltar Monday to Friday from 1 to 2, getting behind the headlines. And you can catch up here whenever you like. Until next time, have a good one. GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand.